Good evening, we'd like to welcome audiences to episode 8 of Alki, the gamified music improvisation podcast recorded right here in Shrewsbury, UK. My name's Benedict, and joining me as always is the prolific multi-instrumentalist and music producer Andy Lowe. Hello, it's great to be here as always, and I'm very excited to introduce to you our special guest for today's podcast. So, who do we have, Andy? So our guest today is a musician that I have spent a lot of time playing music with, someone I've known for a very long time. I'd like to introduce my wife, Liz Lowe. Hello. It's brilliant to have you on the podcast with us. Good. I'm excited to be here. A little bit nervous, but really excited about the music that's going to be made. So Liz, can you tell us what you do? What do you play? I play the clarinet, (laughs) B-flat. And I will say play guitar and sing but won't be doing that tonight as far as I know. Yes we might have a little surprise in store for a bit later on. Excellent it's great to have you on the show this week Liz. Of course we had my partner Alex Moncayo on the show a couple of weeks ago so now we're just evening the odds. At Alki, we really appreciate getting feedback from our listeners. Thank you to those of you who have got in touch with us. A question has come up a couple of times about gamification. What exactly is gamification? Why is this a gamified improvised music podcast? Well, if you'll allow me to explain, are we using games to play music or music to play games? For a start, it's nothing to do with video game music. Uh, But to gamify something means using game mechanics like rules, restrictions and elements of chance to create obstacles that the player must use their skills, in this case musical skills, to find a solution to or get the better of, which is fun to do. So in layman terms, we want there to be a challenge that we've got to face. We're less interested in measuring success or failure than we are in playing the music that results as a consequence or side effect of the conditions of the game being played and reflecting on it. We don't think improvised music is better than composed music, but sometimes sketches are better than paintings. Yeah. Excellent. So, for this opening jam of the evening, we'll be turning to our specially designed deck of cards for a generality jam. Andy, could you explain what generality jam involves, please? Generality is short for generated melody, and our cards are going to help us to create a melody. It's not completely random because we've rigged the deck so that it should provide us with a melody that sounds reasonably nice but is quite interesting, although we never know exactly what we're going to get. First of all, though, we need to determine what the root note for the melody is, and so I'm going to do this by rolling a dice. It's number one, which is the note A. Okay, so root note A, and we'll be transposing semitone intervals relative to that key. Next, Andy, would you please turn over seven cards and reveal those intervals? So we've got minus two, plus two, minus five, minus twelve, minus nine, plus eight, plus seven. Okay, now let's find out what that sounds like. So it'll be G, B, E, A, C, F, E. That's our melody. Excellent. So what are we all going to be playing on this one? I'll be playing the electric guitar on this one. Liz, how about you? I'll be playing the clarinet. 
and I'm going to be playing a soft synth called Yuhi Hive. There is a Hive 2 available, but I'm using Hive 1. I've mapped some of the parameters onto this 61-key Novation MIDI controller. Okay, Andy, take it away. I loved all the different sections. We had a 3-4 section. We had a kind of a rhythmic stab section. Uh, we had lots of kind of um, sonorous um, build-ups. Yeah, it felt like we were very united moving through that one. We seemed like every time there was a move to a new section, we were following each other, and that was really good. Mm. I also really enjoyed the interplay between the different uh, sounds of our instrument, each one having a very different attack We've each got an instrument that produces a very different sound, but the three together seem to create quite a nice texture. That's mm. what I thought. I thought I've never heard like that kind of deep trancey 
synth sound with a clarinet with a kind of rocky guitar sound. <laughs> That's just a random fusion of unusualness and it sounded good. I was glad to be part of that. It was fun. Sorely missed some percussion though. Well, that's the thing. Anytime music comes close to that, if you were choosing to produce a piece of music like that, you would always, your obvious choice would be to put a beat in it. So by missing out the obvious choice, we're actually creating something even more original. Wow. What did you think of the actual melody that was randomly generated for us? Well, considering it, it was a very diatonic melody, it was actually a bit dull. Don't you agree? Um, I thought it would have been more interesting if I was playing it more like a riff. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not gen-a-riff. It's (laughs) generality. You're right there. We might well have stumbled across an opportunity for another kind of a jam because, yeah, the last generality that we did where it sounded more riff-like... It sounded better. It might be that uh, we need a new algorithm to generate melodies. Is a riff a melody or is a riff its own thing? So a riff is a kind of melody, but it's quite a specific kind of melody. Okay, but monophonic. A melody is monophonic, whereas a riff can be polyphonic. Is that a good I suppose that's true. Yes, so not all riffs are melodies because you can have chord-based riffs as well as single-note-based riffs. So it is another category. Yeah. I think I enjoyed the parameters of the melody because it made it more simple for me as a first time alky improviser. It was quite normal. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, I thought, oh, yeah, I can play in this key. <laughs> um, it gave me confidence. Excellent. And next up, we have a dyads jam. Andy, could you tell us about this jam, please? Dyads is one of my favourite kinds of jams. What is a dyad, I hear you ask? Well, if you know what a triad is, you're halfway there. A triad is three notes played together. A dyad is just two. In this jam, me and Liz will be playing overlapping notes. So it's all about the relationship between two notes, but we take it in turns to bring the next note in And it's all about the unfolding journey that that takes you on. Excellent. And what instruments are you going to be playing for this one, Andy? I've moved on to the saxophone. And how about Liz? I'm still on the B-flat clarinet. So we have two reed instruments. There should be some nice blending. I expect that you play the saxophone and clarinet together quite often. Not as often as we'd like, but then we have small children, so that's probably the reason. Right, I won't ask any more about it. And I'm going to be playing some decorative flourishes on this jam using a percussion multi-sample contact library called Heaviosity Ensemble Metals, and it sounds like this. Lovely. Okay, um, perhaps Liz, could you play the first note on this jam? Yes, I can.
I had a few favorite moments in that. One of them was where twice in a row we'd played the same note. And I remember being in that moment thinking, whichever way you go, I'm going to go the opposite way. I wanted us to diverge after that. So I was I was on tenterhooks, I was waiting, and I think you came down. So I made it that, I'd already made the decision I was going to go, I, I was waiting for that so I could go up yeah. so that we could split different ways off, off of this being on the same note. I think that was one of my favourite parts as well, when I went to the lowest note, the low E, and then the, the saxophone came in high. I think you could really hear the difference in the instruments at that point. And I think before then, they'd sounded quite similar, uh, quite hard to tell apart in a way. And then you, when that came in, it sounded very different. And I really enjoyed that. And I loved the final minutes with the percussion and the progression of the notes. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> it makes a difference to hear a dyad's jam that isn't hideously atonal, like some of our previous ones have been. Some of, yes, I think that has been our most musical, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, let's say our most conventional dyad's jam, you know, playing around normal scales. Yes, excellent. So what music have we all been listening to this week? Liz, how about you? Okay, so I've listened to two CDs this week. Uh, the first is in the car. I put in Tiny Leaves, uh, Good Land and Excellent Land, which is just beautiful piano music to drive to. Whatever's going on around you, if you sit in a car and put that CD on, you feel calm and blissful and it's wonderful. And uh, Tiny Leaves, by the way, is music produced by Joel Pike who was on the pilot episode of Alki. Ah, okay. That's right, he was almost uh, almost a guest. One day we'll get him again. <laughs> but yes, um, brilliant, um, Tiny Leaves. <laughs> almost a guest. Well, he, <laughs> but yes. Going back to the CDs. Oh yes, do you to. talk about CDs CDs, what are they? I like CDs. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, Physical I understand product. them. Um Gabrielle, Greatest Hits. Do you like her? <laughs> I do. Dreams, yeah. that was a great hit. Yeah, I really like the one with E17. Which one was that? If You Ever Fall in Love Again. I oh, love that I one. That. Brilliant From duet. From the 90s. Yeah, I love that. So I've enjoyed that in the house this week. And any other CDs? <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I have been enjoying my Spotify listening station. Uh, selection going through um i like kind of country bluegrassy music as well so i've been getting spotify to select me music based on alison kraus and emily harris wow and eva cassidy mm. and enjoying their selections so that's a bit more progressive than a cd isn't it well excellent Andy, how about you? I was in the car recently listening to BBC Radio 3 on quite a long journey, and I loved the programmes they had on, in particular, The Sound of Gaming, which I'd never heard before, uh, presented by Jessica Curry. And it's uh, an hour show all about soundtracks from video games. And that episode was about music that had been composed that hadn't made it into the, the final game or the project was axed. 
And so what I love about video game music is there's such a range in every genre. Some of it's very orchestral, but then other tracks were like 8-bit chip tune stuff. Wow, and that's a Radio 3 show. Yeah, I think it might be fairly new. I, I, it's the first time I'd come across it, but yeah. Now, um, yeah, I often find with computer game music, I immediately turn the game music off and listen to my own music because um, historically game music is so bad that I'd rather just control what I listen to if I play computer games. Um, I've played about 100 hours of Zelda Breath of the Wild on the Nintendo Switch, never heard the music. Well, I can sympathise that because... I, there's so much music I want to listen to that I don't have time to listen to. So I find gaming, which is otherwise pretty much dead time, is a good opportunity to listen to that latest album that I've been wanting to listen to and haven't yet. Mm. Ben, what have you been listening to? Oh, thanks. Um, yes. Well, the other week, Alex and I went down to London for our friend Jack Deep's wedding which was lovely, but the whole trip was kind of characterised by a backdrop of rather eclectic music. The ceremony was accompanied by some traditional religious singing and music associated with the Sikh tradition, played on tabla drums and something that sounded like an accordion. But that's music that I think of as kind of ragar-like. And then there was the the kind of the reception afterwards where the DJ played some kind of loud Bangra music that had kind of the production style of hip hop. Um, I loved it. It was really swingy. It was really good to dance to. And I was told it was all remixed versions of traditional songs rather than completely original music. Mm -hmm. And I have completely failed to track any of it down on Apple Music. I just can't find the right way to search for it. You didn't have Shazam. Well, I didn't think to. I didn't think at the time. I assumed it would be easy to track down, but I should have done. I wish I had done. But yeah, brilliant. It's a, a, ty a type of music I've never been exposed to before. And while we were in town, we also caught some of the London Contemporary Music Festival, which I wanted to see. And we saw School of Rock the Musical, which Alex wanted to see. And I thought one of them was just great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, excellent. So next up, we have a found sounds jam, which Andy is going to tell us all about. Last time, me and Ben presented each other with sounds that we'd recorded on location. Found sounds, if you will, hence the name of the jam. Then we have gone away and using those sounds, prepared playable sounds, things that we could turn into a piece of music, and we're going to be using those created sounds in this jam. That's right. So we've taken the sounds to our studios and manipulated them in such a way that they can be used in a jam with an agreed BPM of 100. And the samples which we exchanged last episode were on the agreed theme of sounds relating to water. But Andy and I won't be the only ones making music by unusual means. Uh, now, Andy and I would like to take the opportunity to present you, Liz, with this. It's the found percussion instrument of the week. Wow. So I've got three tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to put these together or... You can do, do whatever what I want. you like. I can do whatever I want with them. There isn't a a set method. 
to playing the two tubes and a bendy bit thing that I'm holding. (laughs) Two tubes and a bendy bit. (laughs) So actually this instrument, if you call it that, has been chosen to fit in with the water theme because pipes are obviously meant to carry water. You've got three different kinds of pipe. You've got a bit of drain pipe that I nicked from my sister's house after her extension. You've got a bit of hose pipe or waste pipe from, you know, such as you might find under a sink. And you've got a bit of plastic tubing, which actually wasn't made for water. It looks like a pipe. It looks like a pipe. It is a tube, but it was in fact a, a case for some drumsticks. But it does the same job. Ah. Uh. Tell you what, while you're working out what you could do with those, <laughs> okay. shall we revisit those sounds that we gave each other last time? Excellent. Yes. Yeah, so here is the sound that I presented to you last episode. An intriguing sound which we worked out in the end was ice cubes being popped out and dropped into a glass. And this is the sound that I'd recorded and given to you. Yep, that's a sound which Andy Lowe assures me is bubbles caused by air being released from a plastic cup in a bath. Absolutely right. So we've created playable sounds Ben, we better explain how we're going to play the sounds. So I had all kinds of options available. I tried taking your sound and turning it into a wavetable using the soft synth serum. And I found that it didn't give very satisfactory results. It didn't sound enough. It didn't sound bubbly enough. Um, So I've, in the end, decided to load the sounds onto my iPad. I'm going to be using an app called Borderlands and I've loaded the sample into there and I'm going to be playing it using the iPad's own speakers and the sound will be picked up by this microphone. So the hope is that I'll be able to move the iPad around closer and further away from the microphone so I can get some real room dynamics from the speakers. (laughs) How about you, Andy? My setup is based around Ableton Live. So I have some sounds that are loops that I'm going to be triggering, but I also have uh, a slightly more melodic sound that I'll be playing on a MIDI keyboard. Excellent. So every sound in this jam is either going to be played from our samples or from the found percussion instrument of the week played by Liz. Okay.
it's interesting, given that the the theme was water, the sounds were actually quite kind of angular, jagged, harsh. But that's probably due to the fact that anything that's a liquid is quite hard to produce sounds with. So to create music with a liquid, you have to do something with it like turning it into a solid, like you did before you even recorded the sound, you froze it and turned it into ice. I mean, your bubbles were the most liquid sounding, but even they, bubbles aren't liquid, are they? They're just air trapped in liquid. Wow, good scientific points there from Andy Lowe. Having said that, I did see a David Bruce YouTube video recently where he wasn't making music with water, but he showed some other videos um, of, I think, um, a Polynesian culture where they have a tradition of making music in water. A water drumming. They, uh, yes, so they're sort of slapping yes, I've seen that, yeah. on the water to uh, create the rhythm. Mm. So maybe we'll do that next episode. <laughs> on the River Seven. Oh, in the summertime, please. How did you get on, Liz, with your found percussion instrument of the week? I really enjoyed the freedom of there being no rules as to how to play a set of three tubes used for plumbing. So it was just really fun to be able to make my own sounds with them and there'd be no rules to it. Uh, Could you tell us how you were using the pipes there to make your sounds? Um, So at the beginning, I was just hitting two of them together loudly and quietly uh, at different points on the tube. And I did, there was a bit of vibrating them together as well at points and then I did scrape the there's a tube that's sort of serrated corrugated corrugated that's yeah that's the right word corrugated um and I was sort of rubbing that scraping it against itself at points which was fun but also hard to get in a specific timing it came out a bit more randomly than I would have planned Yeah, and I'd hoped to, I tried a little bit uh, blowing over the top of the pipes, as you would on a flute, but it didn't really work. (laughs) There was, nothing really came out, so I don't know if that was my embouchure, or the fact that it was a piece of plumbing, Um, so I, I gave up on that idea. But I really wanted to spin my corrugated tube around and around. There is, I'm sure there's an instrument that you do. I don't know what it's called. And you spin it around and go, woo. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I don't know what it's called. But it didn't, that didn't happen either. I spun it around and there was no sound. A whirlophone, probably. Yeah. I tried to make a whirlophone. But Um, it (laughs) it didn't work. (laughs) Ben, the way, this is just going back to the idea of playing the iPad and using its own speakers and moving it around just reminded me of a piece of music um, composed by Holly Herndon. I don't know if you've heard of her. Um, She wrote a piece for Laptop, and um, it was written to be played. And the way the musician interacts with the laptop as an instrument is by using their hands to cover the speakers and then uncover them uh, as, you know, that's that's the playing technique covering and uncovering the speakers in a controlled way to uh, to be like a real-life filter 
on a on the laptop speaker. Yeah, like a low pass filter, but created using hands. Yeah, so and that's all the musician does for the piece. Wow. Um, and yeah, it was just an interesting sort of similarity yeah, there, there yeah, with what yeah. you were doing. I thought the overall sound was a bit like a computer game soundtrack. Going back to gaming music, kind of imagined all these little aliens <laughs> on a planet of rock and water with little diggers <laughs> moving around and playing a little computer game. Yes, alien industry. Mm. In the year 2000. <laughs> 2000? So it's quite quite a long time ago. Historic. Well, I, the game was probably designed in 1982, so it was called Alien Industry 2000. <laughs> Excellent. And to round off another exciting evening of gamified music improvisation, this final jam of the night is called You Made Your Bed. Now, for this jam, I'll be inviting musician Andy Lowe to take control of two sets of sliders, which are linked to a bunch of long, ambient or aleatoric samples on the laptop, which I have prepared. The samples will play continuously all the time, but as Andy uses one set of sliders to adjust individual volume levels, it's possible to sculpt different combinations of ambiences that can evolve and develop over the course of a jam. However, another set of sliders controls individual reverb send amounts to allow further layers of expression. Andy will play the sliders like an instrument, resulting in an ambient musical bed which Liz and I are going to play over the top of, following the dynamics of the bed. And before we begin, let's have a listen to each one of those layers and see if Andy can identify them. So let's have a listen to these sounds. That's a very atmospheric nighttime sound. Sounds like it might be some cicadas or crickets. It's just crickets, yep. And sort of static and chatter in some kind of. I don't know, it sounds like uh, in a sci fi film when they're trying to contact the space shuttle that's got lost. I think it's um, World War II era Morse code. Ah, okay. Oh no, a poor crying baby. Oh dear, with some gurgling and rasping. I'm not sure I'll be using much of that one. <laughs> okay. Ah, this sounds like a fire. Yep. And we've got some traffic. If I'm not mistaken, that's the A16. Then again, it sounds like it could be more like a building site. No, it's just traffic. Okay, and what's next? Another selection of insects, it sounds like, although maybe a bit more tropical this time. They're frogs. Oh, frogs. But they do sound in, uh, insectoid as well. Yes, I didn't know frogs made a noise, really. I hope they're not going to burst into song. <laughs> That's really funny, going from that one to this one. It's, this sounds like a, a string ensemble trying to imitate the frogs. 
It sounds like a perfect call and response between frogs and string ensemble. Pure coincidence, but yes, use it to your advantage. Excellent. And the last of these eight ambiences. Oh, there's one more. Oh, wow. I like that. It's very electronic. Sounds like analog electric circuitry doing something it probably shouldn't be doing. Yeah, so it's from a, uh, it's from a sample library of um, curated static sounds created from various sources. Mmm, tasty. Ben, what are you going to play on this jam? I'm going to be playing the violin on this one, and I'm going to be using my Consordino mute. Mmm, okay. What does that do? It doesn't so much change the volume of the instrument, like a mute might suggest, but it changes kind of the colour of the sound, which I quite like. I usually play with the Consordino on. Okay. And Liz, are you back on the clarinet for this one? I am. Okay. You ready? Yes.
Well. <laughs> this is one of the things about ambient sounds is that they have the capability to evoke all sorts of emotions, sometimes simultaneously. And the way you two were playing your meandering, mm. sparse, melodic parts over the top really did create a kind of mystery but it was a sort of it wasn't a it wasn't a terrifying mystery it was a kind of cozy mystery some of the ambiences could have had the potential to make it quite scary i noticed you didn't use the baby that's it i just decided it would be too much to put to bring a crying baby <laughs> into the music I think perhaps because I'm a parent and I know that the minute you hear that sound, your mind just goes to a different place. I thought it would ultimately detract, even though I could have used a lot of reverb, I suppose. I began by trying to create more of a wash of sound hmm. using multiple sounds at the same time with the reverb. Towards the end, I found it more interesting to hear the sounds in isolation and so there's one moment where I was sort of playing the traffic fader and, and using that to, you know, to create effects. All right. Were you playing it rhythmically? No, not really. Just creating swells. Ah. So how is that for you, Liz? I thought it was fun. I thought that it would be really difficult. And it wasn't. It was fun. Now, you two might have noticed I used quite a microtonal style on the violin there. Mm. I, wasn't, I wasn't focusing on any particular accuracy with my fingering. <laughs> I enjoyed the glides as well. You did, I don't know whether it was intentional, but your sliding up and down the strings did seem to fit quite well with the ambience. Well, yes, there was one moment where um, I just started sliding and I think you, you brought in a um, an ambience that appeared to match it quite well. You did that a couple of times. You brought in something as I was doing the tremolo effect that matched with it. It was the, the Morse code sound. Mm. I liked, similar to another jam we did tonight with Andy, where he waited to be the extreme opposite of me. There was a moment in this where you went incredibly high on the violin and I went to, so I went to my lowest note and i enjoyed doing that again i think having two melody instruments to the fore really brings out the sense that the music is like a conversation and um it really came across like that the violin and the clarinet having a conversation with each other at some times seeming to um speak and then respond and at other times sort of talking over each other sometimes having a harmonious conversations at other times, a little bit of tension comes into the conversation. And then sometimes you can do things like just slide and allow the other instrument to kind of play against that. Yeah, there's that to and fro and you two are making decisions as you go about, am I supposed to be taking the lead here or am I supposed to be taking a back seat? Do I want to take the lead or would I rather take a back seat? And whether you should play something similar or something opposite. Yeah, whether to complement or contrast. I did spend quite a lot of it just thinking about how beautiful a violin is. Hmm. It's just a lovely sound. 
So now we're coming to the end of the podcast and we're just going to have a talk about what our favourite jams of the evening were. How about you, Andy? It's a tough call because I really enjoyed all of them tonight. But I think my favourite was the first one, the Generality. I think what I loved about that was how we gelled together as a trio and the way that we moved through the different sections, different dynamics. Uh, For me, it had so much packed into a short space of time. Excellent. And how about you, Liz? I too enjoyed it all. It's been a brilliant experience. I think my favourite was the Dyad Jam. And I think because you don't have to plan melodies or think about the key signature you're in or the rhythm particularly, or you don't have to think about a lot. You just have to choose a note. So you, you can appreciate and enjoy the intervals and the sound of the music. Like... If you were blindfolded and you ate something, you would appreciate the taste more. It's like taking away quite a lot of the other elements of improvisation and just simplifying it. And then you appreciate it on a whole new level. Mm. What was your favourite, Ben? Yeah, I think I'd have to go for the dyads as well. I think it's it's probably the best dyads jam that we've done on the Alki podcast. And it's it was just... It was just great hearing that combination of instruments because, yeah, they're very similar to each other. They kind of sat next to each other really nicely. And it was just really interesting note choices. And I really enjoyed playing the percussion on that one. (laughs) Banging away. Excellent. So we've had a lot of fun. But for new listeners to the podcast, the fun doesn't have to stop there. Why not try investigating our previous episodes? Why not subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify? Or follow Alki on Instagram, Twitter, or the Alki Podcast Facebook group. And that concludes episode 8 of Alki, the gamified music improvisation podcast recorded right here in Shrewsbury, UK. We'd like to thank our special guest this week, Liz Lowe. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Andy. I'm Benedict. Good night. <laughs>